From the Medical Republic, I'm Francine Crimmins. This is The Tea Room. The Summer Olympics officially get underway this week, with Tokyo set to hold their opening ceremony on Friday, an event which has faced more than a year of delays due to the global COVID pandemic. And the world will be watching Japan in the weeks to come, not just because of the best world athletes will be competing in the Games, but because Japan is holding the event while being in the grips of another COVID surge. This episode, we are joined by Professor Maximilian de Corton, an expert in global public health and the director of the Mitchell Institute at Victoria University. Max, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. So Japan has recently come out of its fourth wave of COVID with around about 1,300 or more new cases every day. But we've seen in the last couple of weeks that these cases are now rising again. We've seen cases among workers in the Olympic Village. And some are saying that holding the Olympics could turn into a fifth wave. What's the current situation looking like? Yeah, I just looked up the, the daily daily average new cases in Japan, and it's, it's back to 2,000 per day. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we wrote an article um, and, and it was going down, as you said, and coming, touching down to below 1400, which was similar to um, where they were in the last, last wave. And we thought, oh, maybe our predictions are wrong and they are able to bring it further down. But unfortunately, the new cases per day are clearly pointing upwards and that is in the population. So that's, that's not um, amongst the Olympic athletes. And also I looked up um, why could that be um, um, when, when you look at, at the mix of what variants are currently circulating in Japan, then also um, at the moment 70% of the new um, viruses detected are of that Delta variant, which we have here also now in Australia and becoming globally dominant um, for the very reason that this virus is more infectious and and escapes easier in the population. But nothing appears to be a barrier to these Olympics going ahead. And I know that that's both because the Japanese government has signed contracts with the International Olympic Committee, but also just because they've already been delayed a year and there's been a significant outlay of capital put into these games. There are COVID safe measures in place, and I know that some of them are that the stadiums will only be 50% capacity and people won't be allowed to shout or cheer at the events. What are some of the public health measures that have been put in place and are they enough given, especially now that Delta is circulating in Japan? Actually, I think the latest measure was even to bar um, spectators altogether. It it was a couple of weeks ago they wanted to reduce uh, stadium to uh, 50% or, or only only 10,000 spectators and they had to wear masks and were not allowed to to shout or cheer, which I think is, is, is very difficult if you if you want to um, cheer for your for your home uh, team or athlete and, and so on. So so now now they, they even increased um, those restrictions with the latest emergency uh, regulations. Um, can it be held safely? It is, it maybe, but maybe not. And so there, there is a quite significant risk. And my 
concern regarding the, the games is rather also the spreads amongst the athletes of, of, of the coronavirus and that they would then bring home um, the virus to, to because after all they're, they're global games um, and, and people coming from from 100 and I don't know 80 90 countries and then, then going home so it, it could be sort of like a, a global super spreader event if the virus breaks out amongst the athletes and is there any discussion from the Olympic Committee that you know of which is going to try and enforce all athletes, no matter what country they come from, to do some kind of mandatory quarantine when they return to their countries? Or is that something that's just being left up to the individual countries' governments to decide, which I imagine is quite difficult if you're, say, from a, a poorer nation, for example, where this support may not be readily available to you as a competitor? Well, I, I also presume, my short answer would be, I don't know, but I, I presume that the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, ordered that the whole team of Tokyo organizers wouldn't wouldn't have um, the jurisdiction to impose quarantine measures for the athlete once he or she is, is, is home in their, their home country, um, but can only um, give, give out recommendation. Um, but similar to, to that scenario is, is also the scenario during the games is those are celebrations. Those It's, it's about winning. It's about competing, um, close contact. And even, uh, so, so I mean, when the athletes come home, the winning team or so, they normally will be received gloriously in their home countries and celebrations again um, should start and, and, and are part of part of the the, the game and, and, and why to go. So to do that then under strict quarantine or lockdown um, conditions, it's going to be very sad games. And perhaps very rightfully, the Japanese population is actually quite angry about the Olympics taking place, which at least in my lifetime, that's the first that I've ever seen uh, the extent of that reaction, obviously, when Brazil held the Olympics. There was protest over, you know, the economic outlay for the games, but that was for different reasons. People are angry because the vaccination rates are so low in Japan. They're around, I believe it's 24%, so less than a quarter of the population. We know that the Delta variant uh, needs really two vaccines um, to be properly fought off, uh, not just the single dose. What What is that feeling and, and what's the risk to the Japanese population by having all of these people from overseas come into the nation? Yeah, give, given that the Delta virus is already spreading and the rates are already going up, I think the risk for from the Olympic Games for the Japanese population might not uh, be big because they, they already have, have a lot of restrictions um, in terms of can they can they see or get close to the athletes and and and, and so on. Um, so so in, insofar, I, I would say the bigger problem in Japan is is avoiding a fifth wave of the Delta virus at um, very low vaccination rates. Japan is doing now a tremendous effort getting the vaccine out. But I, I, I think my latest numbers here show 30% um, of the population, but 
you and I and, and the Japanese know that is not sufficient for a population um, protection. Um, it's 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 way way too low. So so I think that the big problem is is the current current looming wave to to keep that under control. Um, whereas the games, um, I can understand that the Japanese population is is angry or disappointed, especially if if there's for good reasons so many restrictions uh, on benefiting from the games. Um, the the athletes are not allowed to leave the Olympic Village. Um, the number of venues um, across the outside Tokyo has been greatly reduced. So so so, so the Olympic spirit is is not being um, spread. Um, the the events, the celebratory events, are are cut down, and much happens on TV. So the population understandably um, says why why or some of them will say why hold it the other big point of international interest particularly by public health officials has been that the olympic village itself was built before we even you know saw the first case of covid-19 in the world and therefore you know the aerosol transmission risk is quite high in these spaces Obviously, in the past, um, you know, the Olympics has been known to give out condoms to the athletes. This hasn't happened. This won't happen this year because, you know, that, you know, would send the mixed health messaging that you can mingle between the rooms. But they are allowed to drink alcohol and, you know, that could uh, cause partying in the rooms. What what are the rules? Um, are they strict enough? And do you see this as, a, as quite a big risk to the athletes? Probably the rules are not strict enough for uh, what we know now know um, and a, a virus which even can spread through greater distances uh, through aerosols um, and and maybe this delta variant spreads even more through that means than the original variant did and you're absolutely right that the the games were planned to be held last year so the venues were finished last year or, or, or greatly finished and that means they were constructed planned two three years before covid so so that they of course weren't designed to um quarantine a virus or or, or um prevent a spread um during the games so it's not only the accommodation which is of concern um but also the training sites, because during the games, the athletes keep on training at the top of their lungs. And I've, I saw some some uh, promotional videos of, of the different different gyms in, in those villages and so on. And I saw the, the, the plexiglass um, barriers between one spinning spinning bike and the other one utterly not sufficient to keep the, the virus out. And also the policy of that the athletes would have to wear face masks even um, during training. It's impossible for, for anyone um, training and wanting to compete at Olympic level to, to do that. So, so I'm, I'm concerned if, if the virus would spread within amongst the athletes and and anyone in the olympic villages it's very hard to 
um, with all well-meant measures to keep it from, from transmitting from one athlete to the other. And the thing that immediately came to my mind when you were talking about that, Max, is the pool situation. How can you really run a summer Olympics with all the diving and the swimming where you don't have multiple people who are uh, entering the same pool over multiple hours in a day in an enclosed area? I, I really don't see how you could have any measures, even if people showered before and after, that would prevent transmission potentially pool situation, uh, team sports, etc. It's, it's, I mean, if, if you remember the, the uh, restrictions we have and many countries have is, is to distance ourselves, to wear face masks, um, uh, to not go to the gym anymore, etc., etc. All things impossible to do for an Olympics. And so where does that leave us with the Olympics beginning this week? Well, the, the, the IOC was recommending that all athletes should be vaccinated um, bef- before arriving, but it's not a, uh, about not only the athletes um, potentially being at risk uh, of their health, but also um, being transmitting it uh, but but it's also their their support staff because because after after all they're they're, they're like three to five support staff per per athlete um that that's why such up to ninety thousand people um are arriving in in japan for those games it's not not ninety thousand athletes but but the whole the whole entourage um but but we don't know, and I haven't found out any any data. I don't think they're published whether whether eighty percent or more are actually vaccinated. So that is another risk factor that's that people might be susceptible. And we know that um, also vaccinated people can spread the virus, but it's far less um, infectious if they are. Um, and and all all of those things lead together that that those will be unfortunately risky games. Well, I'm sure that the world will be keenly watching the Olympics, if not for the sport, then to see, you know, what happens on this front. I mean, it was meant to be an Olympics that went down in history, mainly because it was going to be the first international gathering since the pandemic on a large scale, which was quite symbolic, but. Now it seems like it could turn into a historical event for the wrong reasons. It 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 could be, um, and and that would be sad to see because because after all, um, the Olympic spirit needs some some resurrection, some some better ways to celebrate than than um, can happen under under the conditions when they start. Professor de Corton, thank you so much for coming on the Tea Room. It was a pleasure and good luck for the games. Before we go, don't forget that you can follow or subscribe to the Tea Room right now by searching for the show on the podcast player of your choice. You'll then be notified when a new episode becomes available. Catch you next time.